Jeremy's playing keyboards. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> oh, are we live? <laughs> We're live. We're live. Oh, okay. Welcome everybody to episode three of Ooh. the True Story Bro number podcast. three. How is that song, by the way, still our opener? No one's no one's listened to us yet. That's a lie. They we have 160 of you people, and we thank each and every one of you. Each and every one of you. We're stuck at 99 in episode one still, right? No, we're not. Update. What? We've reached 100 downloads on episode one. No shizzle. Faux shizzle. Wow, that's legit stuff right there. We did it. We did it. Wow. Well, I guess we'll just get this one out of the way. So as the 100th listener crossed our interwebs here and gave us the stat of 100 downloads between episode one and two... Mike and I decided that we were going to get stickers and window clings. Yeah. So we got 100 of each. Uh, so give us a shout if you want one. If you would like a sticker or a window cling, you could get in touch with Jeremy or myself, and we will gladly provide you with one. True story, bro. Pod at gmail.com. That is our email address. Or on Twitter at pod underscore true on Twitter. Yep. I'm not on Twitter, but I trust Jeremy. Got that right. I kind of run that. <laughs> I don't really, yeah, I don't really have any feedback from you. We also don't do anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> I follow some people and some things. I'm going to run the Facebook when we, uh, when we, or when our 30 days is up. What do we got? Another like two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. We got about 14 days until I can try to activate our Facebook again. You're welcome. <laughs> May just wait on that one because I flubbed it. That's okay. It happens. Boomer. Such a boomer. Okay, boomer. Uh, such a boomer move. All right, but yeah, episode three, I'm excited. I'm excited. Did you have a good day? Uh, Yeah, it was pretty easy. Yeah? Yeah. I yeah, mean... Norm- I, normally, we do this on a Sunday. Spent some of the day getting ready for this. I did not. Even clocked in. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for the printout of the script. Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy uh, came over to do the recording tonight, and he had a, like, it's like a... It's a book. It's like a 20-page packet of everything. It's that like 28 pages. But front and back, I saved paper, people. Front and back, Jeremy We're cares. We're talking Jeremy a little, cares. little liberalism there. You know, it happens. You know. It happens. A little bit. He's, Did as, use some blue ink, though. As he sits here with his plastic straw from Chick-fil-A. Single use. Single. <laughs> My single-use cup. But no. Well, I guess just, you could use the cup again. You're going to wash it out in styrofoam. Yeah. And and it's from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> As long as as long as you don't like book a hole. I'm in sorry it. to all my gay friends out there that that <laughs> do not support Chick Fil A. Oh, uh, I, <clears throat> okay. Next, Chick Fil A's good though. I mean, <laughs> it's so good. It's hard to get away from their chicken sandwich. That's an interesting chicken sandwiches. That is an interesting uh, topic. Um, maybe we, instead of starting with the depressing news, coronavirus. I really wanted to get that out of the way though. <laughs> <laughs> why don't, Why don't we start? Why don't we start with? Why don't we just start? Let's talk about Chick Fil A for a second. Okay, let's talk about. It. Well, you know a little bit more about it than I do, I guess. You well, know the inner workings. No, I don't know the inner workings, but not that Mike worked there. No, 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 I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't have any association with them other than I like their nuggets. But that's what I wanted. You just to, like their nuggets. That's what I wanted to ask. You, you eat at Chick Fil A? Yeah. You're okay with it? Oh, totally okay with it. Yeah, I'm totally okay with it, too. Let's just... That's what I wanted to just kind of... That's all you wanted to say? Yeah, I just we wanted... We just blocked out. It sounded like you were going to get deep and serious <clears throat> about it. No. Um, I don't care if you like men. I don't care if you like women. As long vice as, versa in your or, sex. Or vice versa. It's a vice versa. Oh. Either way, you should like chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. They're delicious. 
Wow, you're telling people what they should like now? Yes. You're just you're gonna go all dictatorship and shit over here? I'm I'm going I'm going uh, Donald Trump on this mm. one. You will eat at Chick fil A. Wow. <laughs> I mean I wouldn't oppose because I'd be like, Oh yeah, I fucking love Chick fil A. Of course I'm going to. <laughs> like you this is what we have to eat. I'm down. But so yeah, it's Chick- not dirt. All it's, right. Yeah. And you know, it free is better too. So if you get free Chick fil A, you kinda what are you gonna do? Say no? Oh, exactly. Like Come you on. you get free Chick fil A. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> So shut up. Yeah, so I went to Chick Fil A tonight because I was coming over here, and uh, it was either this or if I stayed home, we were gonna have some leftovers. So I make that banging chicken penny pasta with vodka sauce. Oh, it's so delish. You'll have to bring me some. I had leftovers tonight. Have I had you not? Uh, shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. I haven't yeah. had a good shepherd's pie in a while. Yeah, Tia made a good shepherd's pie, so I've been snacking on that the last couple of days. Have you had my uh, my uh, chicken penny pasta with vodka sauce? I have not. I haven't made that for anybody here. I've heard you talk about your vodka sauce quite a Do few times. all the time, baby. But I've not tasted it. Shout out to New Amsterdam, by the way, because I use their vodka. I think it's super smooth, and I put it in the chicken with the, the little bacon bits. You're supposed to use prosciutto, but that's uh, too fancy for me. I can't ever get to the market on time. Follow Jeremy for more recipes. No, 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 no. Those memes are the shit, though. <laughs> When it's just like did you toast. See, <laughs> did you see the one with the, like the stoves on fire? It just says, follow me for more recipes. <laughs> or like the ramen noodle one. Yeah. Someone just puts it in the microwave and it comes out done. Yeah, that's me. That's yeah. me. Uh, Speaking of New Amsterdam real quick, got a shout out because um, you and I got to enjoy a little bit of the oh, Pink Whitney we did, yesterday. We did, yes. For the first, it was my first time, Your trying, first time trying Pink Whitney. My third. You're- so I was still kind of a virgin at it. But over the rocks, just straight up, it was damn good. It goes down smooth. Shout out to uh, Ryan Whitney <laughs> and Biz Nasty, Paul Bissonette. Correct and me the if boys I'm boys at Spitting Chicklets. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ryan Whitney, he played for a couple different teams. I think he was uh, Peng- he pl- Penguins, definitely. Did he play for the Hurricanes? Or was that Ray Whitney? You're thinking that I'm talking about Ryan Whitney. Okay. You're thinking uh, you might be thinking Ray. Yeah. But I don't think it was Whitney. Hmm. I can't remember who you're talking about. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he played for. I mean, he might have played for the uh, Coyotes too. Well, Bisonette played for well, the Coyotes. No, Bisna, Bisna, Bisnasty played for the Penguins with. Well, I think when Whitney was there too. Okay. 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 So yeah, but yeah, had a had a glass of that yesterday. It was pretty good. It was delicious. Did a little dry run of the show. I had a little bit without Red Bull, and then I went some Red Bull. I looked at your glass and I was like, why is this shit yellow, dude? And I was like, did I give you a dirty glass or something? Did not know you dumped a bunch of Red Bull in it. I, ha- You know, hey, I don't normally drink on a Sunday, but, you know. I mean, you gotta... With the crumb. I used to do that shit back in the day, man. Midnight bowling on like a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. Oof. Red Bull vodka or what was it? Monster vodka we used to do. Well, do you remember um, Vol- uh, Jolt? Yes, never J- had it though. Jolts, those energy drinks. Uh-huh. Oh my god, those things were otherworldly good, and you could mix them with. So why are they not anything? around? I don't know. <laughs> They're prob- probably because I like them. It was probably like the non-alcoholic <laughs> Four Loco before they started banning Four Locos. Basically, the can looked like a giant battery. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> they were not. It's good like for- those Nos bottles, and yeah. looks like the bottles of Nos. It's Jolt is yeah. Ba- that's what you want to put in your body. J- Jolt is basically Red Bull for people who live in trailers. That's, ba- that's basically oh, okay. what it so was. We're gonna, we're gonna check off that. Uh, you know, it's okay. I grew up in a trailer. <laughs> Full disclosure: I grew up in a trailer. I get it. So you know, yeah, I can, we're gonna we're gonna I check can- off those people that you know listen to this podcast. Look, I didn't they say tuned out. I didn't say everybody was gonna enjoy the show. Trailer Park Woodwood. 
But okay, enough uh, enough uh, enough dicking around dicking around here. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um, and unfor- oh, shout out gritty. Um, oh yeah, yeah. hashtag gritty. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, let's just start get it out of the way. We talked about it. Yeah, the coronavirus. I'm sure you're all tired of hearing about it. The coronavirus. Still not really that big in USA. It doesn't sound nearly as delicious as you think it would. Oh my god, that was so funny though. Seriously, looking up like coronavirus beer. I know people, that was that people, was the like top search for like the last couple of weeks. Just people dumping them down the sink for no reason. So if a kid gets, is it a corona coronita virus? Coronita virus. Um, you but you said it's not too bad here in the United States, and I. It grew though. It grew because I, of the people from the right Diamond Princess, right? right. Yep, the ship. Um, there's we're up to fifty three cases here in the United States. Damn, it was only fifteen like two weeks ago. Yep. So we're up to 53 cases, and as you said, most of them are f- people who are uh, coming back off of the cruise ship. Yeah, and I um, believe they're on another 14-day uh, quarantine. Yeah. So they were like one or two days away from getting off the ship. Well, they say they were going to hit that quarantine day mark, 14 days on the ship. We don't know what Japan would have done. We don't know if they would have been allowed to offboard or not. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we'll just go back home. And we'll sit in a hospital for 14 more days. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you know except, what I mean. Except die. You know what I mean. Um, speaking of deaths. Better care in a hospital than... Oh, sure, sure. Um, speaking of deaths, we're up to over... It's a nice segue. I know. I'm good at this. We're up to over 2,600 deaths. <sighs> uh, that's not good. In, that's not good. In total... <laughs> Um, 79,000 plus cases confirmed throughout the world. Um, the vast, vast majority of them are still in mainland China. Mm-hmm. About 76,000, between 76 and 77,000 of those are in mainland China. Picked up quite a bit though in yeah. some areas. Certainly has. South Korea uh, has seen a spike. They're up to 830 cases, um, which is it's like higher a than week it was and a yesterday. Half ago, they had like 100 something. Yeah. And then it doubled overnight. And then they had deaths, and then the deaths doubled overnight. Yep. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to look at. South Korea. That's why the market took a dump today. Yeah, we had the, what was it? The Dow lost over 1,000 points. Was it? I didn't see where it ended. I, when I was looking at it, it was at um, it was like midday, and it was about 700 points down. Uh, interesting fact. And I, I'm, Good thing I took my 401k loan out today because <laughs> it would have been a little bit less tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to want to have to fact check this later, but I believe – the Dow lost a thousand points for the third time under Donald President Donald Trump, and that has never happened more than once under any other president. Is it really just the third time? Though I think it was more. Maybe it's the maybe it's the fifth. Because I've I've kind of been following the market a bunch since he's been in. It's the third or the now, fifth. Now you I also believe. have to give him. Um, you can't really harp on him because the the market has grown to an astronomical number. It has. So the percentage lost isn't as big as you would think. Right. So right. and his percentage loss and percentage gain. He's really not in the top 10 in those like big jumps either right. way. Right. Um, he has lost a bunch. He's mm-hmm. had really big loss days, but then he's had really big gain days to so kind of make up for it. Is it. But it's ultimately, it's still, the Dow is still sitting higher than it was. Yes. Yeah. And about 10,000 points higher. Yeah. Since which he's is, taken over, which is pretty remarkable. It is pretty remarkable. But it is about the same percentage growth as about what Obama had when he started the recovery process of the economy. And also, I would cautiously point out to our listeners that just because the stock market is high, that, right. that doesn't mean Doesn't that, mean everybody's rich. Doesn't mean that you and I are doing any better. My 401k is, and that's about it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I don't really invest in stocks personally. Well, uh, for me, I'm a single dude and, yeah. uh, you know, own a home. So a lot of my money goes to expenses like that. Yeah, most people can't. I don't I mean, have a lot of extra cashish to uh, <laughs> invest in stocks separately from my 401k. And aside from the 401k, most um, most middle you know middle class Americans don't invest. Mm-mm. I would say, right? Would, um, that be, would that be a safe guess? It depends. I, I would say not. I mean, I, I would say that uh, unless you're in a certain bracket of income, mm-hmm. you're not really diversifying your funds. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're usually locked into a land deal with your home. Mm-hmm. Not a land deal, but a mortgage, you know, trying to, you know, gain assets like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I invest in cryptocurrency. Yeah, I remember you did. Yeah, you know, I have uh, a little bit. I keep not, an eye on it every once in a while, but I just couldn't. Not a couldn't. ton. Um, I do have like uh, I have a little bit of Bitcoin stuff. Well, you like don't that. have a four hundred one k. I don't have so a four hundred one k. You have um, you still have pension. I have a pension uh, where you're at. Yep. Um, so that kind of a, a affords you the ability to kind of do something like that. Yeah, I'm still thinking about maybe. And you make a you make a good living too. Yeah, so that well, helps. right now, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about oh, you know, looking into other options for retirement. Uh, in the near future because I'm not quite sure that I'm going to be able to survive off of just a pension. Right. So obviously you need to always continuously. Does that work? See, pensions are such an ancient thing nowadays. Does that work like a 401k where it's put up against some kind of, uh, you know, fund, retirement fund in the market and it just earns interest and then you earn, you have compounded interest year after year? I don't think so. So they just throw money in it? And I'm, then they just continuously just throw money in it. It doesn't earn a certain percentage of interest or anything. Yep. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Don't don't quote me 100%, but I'm pretty pretty sure that it's you Not get an interest bearing account. Yeah, so you get your pension is higher based on like hours worked and time served and stuff right, like that. Right, right, right. So, you know, obviously if you wanted to retire at 57, your benefit would not be as much as if you retired at 67. You might want to look into that a little bit more. So, yeah. Because you might want to divert that into, if you could, divert it into some kind of 401k or IRA account. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That's a good point. Yeah, especially IRA accounts because, uh, you know, they, um, they, I don't think they're mar- they're not market-based. Yeah. So well, you're, the, just, you're, getting, you're gaining the interest based on whatever the bank's handing out. The Roth IRA is a good way to go. Yes. That's what a lot of people are in that's, our generation now. That's, the that's good one. kind of what they're leaning towards. Man, so we segued. We somehow managed to go from coronavirus to retirement to retirement funds. Wow, we really didn't want to talk about coronavirus. God damn, we're good at this. Yeah, you know, (laughs) comes with experience. Three three episodes in comes with three episodes of talent under my belt. You pro shit like that. (laughs) But the time has come, my friend, that we must now talk about Trump news. Donald Trump. Trump news. Don't I, sound so down about it. I gotta get. Um, what are you so down? About? I gotta get like a, a special sound effect for Trump. I gotta. I gotta edit it into the show. Golf clap it. <laughs> Golf clap. Golf clap it. I think you know what? I think every time we talk about Trump, I just want someone. I just want to hit a button and it goes China. China. Oh my. Or, so or uh, wrong. No. So like. Um, I think we've talked about this before, but like I listened to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and he basically, when he has right wing guests on, um, uh, he basically talks about how, yeah, there's some things he really doesn't like about Trump, but he just cannot stand how funny he is. Like, not like it gets on his nerves, but he laughs heartily. 
um, when Trump, you know, just sounds goofy or says something off the cuff and, you know, just wild and crazy. He just loses it because he's like, well, sometimes you don't feel like he's being serious, but you got to laugh because he probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but some of the sound bites are just crazy funny and objectively. Yeah. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Joe Joe Rogan, he definitely is very entertained by Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's I, it's crazy. And I, look, I'll go as far to say well, when I, he does say that China and like yeah. China. I mean, I, and I, obviously, I'm a pretty big critic of his, but I would go as far to say, yeah, I would go as far to say that I would also be very entertained by Donald Trump if he wasn't the president. If you're looking objectively, right? Well, I mean. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with um, a lot of us who who liked Obama. We got used to that being the n- new normal for a president because, right. I mean, even Bush was fairly presidential. Yeah. He just... He just walked in the doors sometimes. Tripped over his war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That video never gets old. It's one of the best of all time. <laughs> in his own office. Um, but, like... He just trips over his words every once in a while, says words that don't exist. I mean, it was it was kind of laughable, but you didn't disrespect the guy. No, really. Because you thought he was still presidential, yeah. even though he made those those gaffes. And he and he made fun of himself for it, too. He did. He laughed about it, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, Who, we, whose funeral was it where he was giving, he was sneaking a piece of gum to Michelle Obama? Oh, that was McCain's. John McCain's funeral? That was McCain's funeral. When, and like you, like he, and, and you sat there and you're like, Michelle, was, that's awesome. Like Michelle Obama loves this guy. Yeah, like they're best friends. And or they something. weren't like, they didn't hate each other. No. And, and Obama, he ripped him a few times, but mm-hmm. not like handed like handed his ass to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like he like Trump does to Obama now. Right. Right. So you have you have these two sets of president or these two sets of presidential families. You know, yeah. um, and they're just they're cordial, and they respect each other. Um, they, you know, Obama knew how hard of a job it was for Bush when 9-11 hit. And Bush says the same thing about the economy crashing after he fucking handed it over like that. Um, even though it wasn't directly, uh, mainly because of his policies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, Clinton, really, and his economic policies. Well, it was a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just him, but Clinton had a hand in it. Um, but they, they have this mutual respect, especially since Trump just relentless on obama and oh my bush God. bush it's, understands that it is like know. it gets old hearing him talk about obama yeah um but no so that i mean it, it was it's it's what? he's just objectively funny he i think is. if you step if you step away from it and you look at these rallies he does yes he says factually wrong shit all the time and he does it to spark his base yeah and you may people on the right may think it's harmless but some of these people are dumb enough to believe it and push it further. Yes. That's what I can't stand about it. Yes. And don't get me wrong. There windmills are... causing cancer, killing birds, yeah. flocks of birds. And then, you know, if you go green energy with windmills, if the wind's not blown, you don't get energy. Come on now. Yeah. It's pretty... And then we talk to people, you and I, and they're like, do you really believe he, tr- he believes that? I don't care if he believes in it. <laughs> He's saying it and people are believing it. Right, right. That's what gets me upset right. about it. You you shouldn't have a you shouldn't have a presidential candidate, uh, or not or a candidate, a president, a, the president. Excuse me, you shouldn't have him saying that type of stuff. And I know we ha- we might have some right wing listeners uh, listening in today, mm-hmm. or conservative li- listeners. I don't want to sure. make it seem like right wing is terrible or that you're extremist because you're right wing. Right wing, um, but the, the, those are just kind of the things that I get really fired up about. Yeah. 
Um, I would agree with and that. And I would hope that people would understand that on the other end of the aisle there, other, other side of the aisle. I don't, and you know what the thing is, I think most, most people right now who are conservative, um, I think, and this is, this is also true for liberal people, um, politics have become so weaponized in the last four years. And that, in your face. And in your face that you really have, you have no choice right now but to pick a side. Right. So it's like I know because it's the two main parties against each other. Exactly. Like I, I know a ton. I know a ton of people who they voted for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. They're Republicans, but they don't like the guy. Mm -hmm. They did what they had to do because he ran on a Republican platform. Right. And their their morality and their belief systems were based around his ideology as well. Right. So they had to lean that way. They had to vote for him, but they, they're just as frustrated at the way he acts as you and I. Oh are. yeah. And that's the, but you can't like, I think I understand where they're coming from. Those, those conservatives, because you, you want to speak up against it, but you know, you voted the guy in. Yeah. So what are you going to do? What are you you kind of like between a rock and a hard place. Right. And it's the same thing on the left. Like, yeah. you know, take it, like I, a lot of the people that I'm close with voted for mm -hmm. either Hillary Clinton or, you know, they voted for Bernie Sanders in the primary. And then right. of course they had to do what they had to do come November. They right. had to vote for Hillary Clinton, but there is, look, there's nothing. I would never sit here and try to defend Hillary Clinton. Right. She was. Oh, a, there's definitely some shit in there that she was just. Yeah, like it makes you cringe. It's like really. She was a flawed candidate from start to finish, top to bottom, inside and out. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, remember that meme that was circulating in 2016, and it said Donald Trump is everything wrong with society, mm -hmm. and Hillary Clinton is everything wrong with politics. Mm. Do you remember that? I don't remember seeing that one. It was a picture of Donald Trump, and it was. Was that one of the Russia ones? <laughs> Russia, if you're listening, um, China, China, um, but it said he's everything that's wrong with Donald Trump is everything that's wrong with society and culture. Yeah, I can see that. And then Hillary Clinton's everything that's oh, wrong with politics. Yeah. So, oh, and what was the thing you said uh, to me not long ago about how um, why why there was such disdain for Hillary Clinton? Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Louis Black. Well, yeah, right, he, right. He talks about her, and he says did that— Did we touch on that in the last podcast? I think he did, but it's worth revisiting because it's true. Right. You know, he says—we won't spend long on it, but basically he said that people don't like Hillary Clinton because she never went away. Right. Uh, familiarity breeds contempt, right. basically, yes, is what he what said. I remember, yeah. So that, you know, but— uh, I mean, that's why—I mean, I think she would have been an okay president. I really do. She she would <sighs> she would have got the job done. You would have had Bill back in there. And they did a lot of good things. <laughs> they really did do a, got a lot of good things. This country, there were some things that were iffy. The NAFTA deal. Now yeah. looking back, hindsight, the crime bill um, that was passed obviously could have been better. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of things that happened in that crime bill that were great. This this actually, while well, before we move forward into the current Trump news, I did want to bring up. Um, I have a, a conservative-minded associate. And I discuss things with him mm. quite frequently throughout the week. Okay. Um, and he actually said something that I was like kind of taken aback by. Mm -hmm. um, he said, of course, all the noise that Trump made with Iran. Oh, yeah. Um, 
we were discussing that and I told him that I wasn't pleased with the way Donald Trump was handling things by, you know, rip- you're not pleased with a lot of things. he handles. Right. But like ripping up the nuclear deal and all that stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and he said, Oh, I can kind of understand why you wouldn't be happy about that. And he said, I don't know that I'm thrilled with it either. And I said, Whoa, 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 whoa. you are not happy. Is he like like a staunch conservative? He is. Okay. Interesting. And then he turned around and he gave Barack Obama props for how Barack Obama. Are you sure he's not a liberal? He's not. He, (laughs) he said, he said, I'm very pleased with the way that Barack Obama approached Iran. Okay. During his presidency. It wasn't contemptuous. Because he tried something new. Right. It was different. He took a different approach to Iran, and you have to do that with foreign policy. A lot of people call him a pussy for doing it that way, too. And that's the thing that, like, okay, so I understand that a lot of conservatives, and I know military personnel, Mm -hmm. friends, that do not like the way he handled that. Sure. Because we still had Americans that died because of Soleimani. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand that. Totally. And they believe that that money was used in those kinds of actions. I can see that. And if we didn't act, then yeah. shame on Obama. Shame on the military sure. um, generals that didn't act, that didn't do anything about it either. Um, but you have, to, you have to also understand that Iran still didn't have a nuclear weapon. Yeah. And they didn't have the program to advance it because they were abiding by the deal, whether you liked that their money was unfrozen or not. Yeah. Um, it's such a complex issue that it's hard for like... It's hard to say that one thing, one way would have worked. Yeah. However, when you get into a pissing contest and they're firing missiles at your bases... Injuring, that, injuring, injuring your soldiers people, again. And then... Yeah, well, right. Mm. I mean... And they were, yeah. There's no wrong or right way to go about it out of the two right. that did. Mm. Um, out of the two situations, I would not have gone Donald Trump's route. I would not have, um, I would Luckily, have and none of those 34, I don't believe, have died because of their injuries. However, no, we don't yet. know how serious they are either. Right. We just heard that they are head traumas. It could just be concussions, but right. we never know. Right. And we know how bad concussions are. We're yeah. both big football and hockey fans. Isn't that what Donald Trump said? He, like, at he one said of they're his, like headaches. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're like little headaches. And that that's a, that's a perfect example of what I mean. Like, right. Come oh, yeah, on. Yeah. Why are you saying that? And that's one thing I never asked my uh, my military buddies how they felt about his um, depiction of their injuries, yeah. downplaying them. Um, I never really got into that. I try not to get too much into politics with them. They're great dudes. Yeah. Um, obviously respect what they did and the time they gave for us. Um, and we have respectful conversations, but it can get a little heated. Well, you yeah. know what I mean. And, and nowadays, in it, politics, it, it it can get like that, you know, because you're you're digging your heels in on some of these topics. So well, I'm totally pre- respectable. I'm I'm pretty sure that if you are trying to discuss politics with someone on the opposite side of the spectrum as you, and it doesn't get heated, right, you're not actually having a conversation about well, it. Well, that, but it's also respectable people. Yeah, you really. You know, well, and appreciate the, who they are as a person, and, and you, you want to—you don't want to blow up on them, even though it fires you up. You know, it fires it's you up. Really tough to, but that's to not do that. That's where the respect for them comes in to play, where <clears throat> you can get fired up, but still push forward through the conversation, right, right, and say, you know what, I completely disagree. You're wrong, blah blah blah. But right, but still be able to finish the conversation, right. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, that being said, uh, the stuff we had about Trump were basically the the um, 
the Roger Stone case, um, the timing of, you know, Roger. Uh, Roger it, Stone. Is it Bill Barr? Yeah, or, William Barr. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, William Barr. Um, Trump, Bill, Trump's handpicked attorney general. I'm an idiot. I just put Barr in the Stone case. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty sure it was Bill Barr. It sounds like a '60s band that never caught on. Well, when I said Bill Barr, Barr in my head, I was like Bill Burr. No, I, I fucked that up, didn't I? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so you have uh, more on here reading you, you know, highlights from the news over the last couple weeks. Um, no, so so Roger Stone gets. Well, hold on a second before we continue. I th- I, I wonder if everyone would agree with this statement that Roger Stone is just a class a asshole oh yeah okay he's gotta be yeah i mean the dude's a dickhead but again it's another comical character in in trump circle yeah he looks like he's, an evil villain that's what they always say yeah. what, what's the the self name uh the self-made nickname that he had for himself uh, uh i forget i forget <sighs> what he called himself he calls himself well i know um well, he basically views himself as a villain anyways. Sure. So, I mean, that's basically what he alludes to. Um, so, anyways, he has the circle glasses like a like a villain. You know, the, the pinstripe suits like a villain. Dark he, colors. I'm the smirk th- of an a-hole. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of the... the um, kind of reminds me of the bad guy from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, my God. No, that guy was short, though. Yeah, but like he has the I glasses. I see what you mean. Yeah, like he has the, the glasses. hat, the fedora that he wears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, to me, it, that's just what it rang the bell for me. Damn, that's an know. old school one. Rocky Bowling was legit. That was an awesome. And the movie was kind of funny too. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, I relived my childhood when it first came out because I was, I think, in late teens. Yeah, it came out. Oh, man. Would that come out in the 90s? Mm, man, I don't know. Maybe it was the early 2000s. It might have been in the early 2000s. Forget. So, anyways, but yeah, Roger Stone, Roger Stone, Class A asshole, Nixon um, tattooed between his shoulder blades, uh, gag. Dude is jacked though. You got to give him credit for that. Yeah, he's he is, in good shape. He's pretty jacked. Well, he's in. I mean, he not has, just because he's been locked up recently. <laughs> no, he's been jacked up for a while. You know, he's. I think he does marathons and stuff. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm gonna come at you like a spider monkey. No, so he's had uh, he pled guilty to five counts of lying to Congress, one count of witness tampering, is one the, count of obstruction of con- or obstructing Congress. Five counts of lying to Congress is that is five? Is there what's the plus or minus I, on Donald Trump's lies to Congress? Oh, does he have more or less than five? What's he over under? Trump? Yeah, I don't think he has any. Technically, he hasn't lied. Technically, to Congress, he doesn't right? have any. Right. Yeah, because he really only answered questions yeah. um, via paper. Mm-hmm. During the uh, Mueller investigation, tricky, tricky Donald Trump. It's just good lawyers. It, well, I uh, know it's so, some good. That lawyers. is good lawyering. Yeah, you keep your witness off the, you know, the stand. Well, yeah, you do Absolutely. not want to. Yeah, no, that's like rule number one. If you're a defense attorney, you don't want them to get cross examined. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> the shitty thing is, I just can't stand the excuse. Oh well, if I get up on there, they're gonna perjure trap me. Uh, well, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That was that was like uh, Biff's thing. Like, don't you know? Oh, they're just gonna purge or trap everybody. They called it a witness stand. Yeah. Well, don't lie. Yeah, but tell the truth. If you didn't lie and come up with fifteen different stories and trip yourself up when they reword the question, yeah, then you wouldn't have an issue. Oh boy. I find that shit so funny. But if some if there's a lawyer out there listening, please entertain me and and enlighten me on how a purge sure. trap works and how people even telling the truth could tell a lie. Right. Because I don't get that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. 
If, if, if it's a real thing, let us know. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a real thing. Right. But I think people call it a perjury trap even because they're lying. Mm. That's how I feel. Because that's, I mean, whatever. So anyways. Do you think it would have made people, like, do you think people would have felt better if he did go to Congress and then just plead the fifth? No, because he, he, he campaigned on Hillary. If she pled the fifth, then you know she's lying. Mm. That's what he said. He did about say that. The, the emails, remember? He did say that. Man. You know what I mean? He kind of walked himself into that one. Yeah. I mean, with, with the investigation. I do. I I know you're trying to get on with this story, but I can't, uh, I can't stop thinking about how long ago 2016 feels. It feels like it's been <laughs> a fucking decade. Dude, I feel like I'm like 40. Well, and I also think that's because... And, uh, you know, to seem objective about it, there is a lot of left-wing media, mm-hmm. and they cover this shit on all those channels, the same stuff, over and over and over, and all you have really is Fox News, you know? Fox well, News for the right. And Breitbart. No, I'm talking about actual, like, TV news, mm. like, that blasts this shit out there. Okay, so mainstream, have, mainstream. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm talking about, like, CNBC, M- NBC, MSNBC... CNN, um, they all and some of those have like daytime news stations, mm-hmm. and they talk the same stuff. It's out there. It's a lot out there. It's it's in your face all constantly. You know, even paper media, um, newsprint media, internet media, they're all in your face talking all the same stuff. Yeah, my Facebook is just littered with political. Well, you also yeah. I mean, when you follow a bunch of left wing stuff and some right wing stuff, it's mm. more left wing news in your face, and it's more of Donald Trump in your face. Because honestly, Fox News, if they can avoid talking about Trump <laughs> and any of the things that he's involved in, they're they go- will. They're going to absolutely yeah. will. What were they talking about um, during his impeachment trial? Oh man, that was a funny one. There were some great was. headlines. What, well, wasn't there something like during the Bush era, like they covered that squirrel on the water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> like uh, <laughs> they're talking fun. about how bad the WMD thing was that blew up in his face, and they have the squirrel on the on the water skis. <laughs> That's something that would be on uh, ESPN eight, the Ocho. Oh yeah, the Ocho. Oh, so, boy. anyways, um, I'll stop interrupting. I'm sorry. Yeah, please do. I just want to let you get done. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Trump this whole podcast. Or I don't really want to do it every podcast either. That's the thing. It's just new shit comes out every week, and you, you almost have to it's mention hard, it at it's least. It's hard to keep up. Uh, so anyways, um, so with with the Roger Stone case, he gets uh, seven counts. He got he pled guilty to all of them. Um, there were prosecutors for the DOJ that recommended seven to nine years. Um, Trump tweeted about it. Didn't like it. It says, I hope the, you know, the DOJ, the AG for uh, for the for the states steps in and readjusts it. Next day, Barr goes, yeah, I think we're going to look at that sentencing request and uh, and shorten it. And then everybody loses their shit. Oh my God, Barr's working for Trump. It looks very suspicious. And then like a day or so later, Barr has to do an interview, going, yeah, it's kind of tough when you're when you're trying to oversee these investigations, and you have the president who obviously has a friend that's in this particular case, and he's tweeting about the case, asking me to do stuff, and that's what he does. He goes, and he goes, it's very hard for me to do my job. <laughs> well, you know, typically when someone 
blast Trump for that. Trump comes out twice as nasty mm-hmm. to the to that person because he's a counterpuncher. Yeah. Self-proclaimed counterpuncher. Self-proclaimed. Um, and he is. Yeah. He comes at you twice as hard. Yeah. He, he comes does. at you like a pit bull, even though he may be in the wrong. He don't give a shit. No. He's coming after you. Um, and that could be. I mean, it's typically a good quality, but not in these cases, I believe, because Barr is really trying to do the right thing. It seems. Um, and I, from what I read, there's different um, different articles that say, yes, seven to nine years is within the um, sentencing guidelines, and no, it's on the higher end, if not a little excessive. So he eventually got like three and a half years, okay. <clears throat> or like three and a quarter years. Um, uh, so and then people are speculating whether or not Trump's going to give him a pardon or not. Um, Probably, but yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of hubbub about it. Um, I don't think Trump liked even just the three and a quarter years. He says it's still unfair. Uh, he keeps calling the whole thing a sham, that it was based off of lies and all that stuff. And yes, the FISA, you know, the FISA applications, there were lies on them, but it wasn't totally based off of the um, uh, the dossier, the Steele dossier. So, you know, you can we can go into a whole podcast about that, but it's kind of yesterday's news, last year's news, really. Yeah. Um, we don't need to talk anymore about the Russia hoax. No, don't want to talk about the Russia hoax, but the Ukraine hoax is still kind of alive and well with everybody being fired and let go and resigning. Hope. And so it doesn't sound like a hoax. Intelligence, then. you know, officials that don't have intelligence experience getting <laughs> higher up jobs because they don't know who else to put in there other than Trump loyalists. I mean, I can go into a whole bunch about that. Don't want to. I don't want to either. We can talk about it as more news comes about. That uh, is crazier than than that, which is pretty crazy in itself anyways. What, what about Andrew McCabe, FBI director? Oh, yeah, he got off. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, well, he didn't get off. They're just not going to pursue any um, any charges. So I guess uh, Jesse Liu, Jesse Liu was um, the person that was uh, overseeing that investigation in Andrew McCabe. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see here. Yeah, so apparently she thought that she had two different investigations into him. And um, she figured that um, the exposure, what was it here? I guess you know, listen. Um, yeah, so the, apparently she felt like everything revolving around him was more of a retribution kind of investigation. So if they could pursue it, um, it would be hard to prove that he knowingly did anything wrong. So out of two different uh, sets of pro- uh, prosecutors looking into it, she decided to not press any charges because there wasn't enough proof to really nail him for anything. Uh, Trump did not like that either. And guess what happened to Jesse Lou? She's fired. Oh, Jesus. So, you mean this? I mean, it's just, it's full circle. That, that kind of stuff bugs me. Um, yeah, she concluded that McC- yeah, McCabe should not be prosecuted for lying to the government to a government watchdog because the case was problematic and because Trump's attacks on McCabe would make such a prosecution appear as uh, a response to Trump's command, kind of like what he did to Barr. Mm-hmm. So uh. she didn't follow through and she got fired. Add her to the list, right? 18, Jeez. I think I have when I looked at it. 18, 18 people 
revolving around the Ukraine ordeal that have either resigned because they were asked or were fired or removed um, by either Barr or Trump. Um, it's crazy. Some of them are lifelong prosecutors within the DOJ, career prosecutors. Um, Draining that swamp. You have uh, this Victoria Coates, who is perceived to have been the author of that anonymous book. Oh, I saw that. Right-wing people think that, uh, and some people within the Trump administration believe she was the author of the op-ed mm-hmm. um, that stated that we are the resistance within the Trump administration. That was in, um, I forget what uh, online news media was yeah. back in 2017. Yeah, I remember Basically that. saying, you know, we're Republican. We don't like Trump either. Right. We're going to make sure that he doesn't screw things up. We are the resistance inside the White House. You can trust us. We'll steer their, help steer the country down a, a safe path with Trump. Right. Not that she was going to, re, you know, try to remove him or frame him or anything, but that she was going to oversee that, you know, if he tries anything crazy, we will try to stall it. Step, you know? step in and do what we yeah. can. Yeah. So she was recently uh, fired. Uh, when was that? February 20th. So much so for just, that. Just uh, four days ago. So much for that idea. Yeah, so I guess it came out that uh, she was perceived to be the person that wrote that, and then uh, I guess a book was written by Anonymous, and they figured it was her. Yeah, and they fired I, her. I've seen that book for sale. Uh, so now there's also reports saying that the White House did not believe that she is anonymous, but there was no reason given as to why she was fired. Hmm. Convenient. I don't know. It's just it seems like conspiracy shit, left wing conspiracy shit. But I mean. The more you read into it, there's really no great explanations. And if Wikipedia, by, uh, I saw today, has a whole um, page based off of people that have left uh, or um, fired, resigned, it's a big list. Yeah. And he's only been in office three years. He's already had four DNIs. Well, when you have or, a... Uh, what are the, uh, Director of National Intelligence. Yeah. He's already had, I think, four of them. It's hmm. crazy. That's a lot a lot of turnover and that position has only been around since i think the end of bush's last term wow so there was three under obama his entire eight years now clapper was like seven of those years but still and only one of them was a an actually um qualified qualified well not qualified but um not an acting okay. the other three were acting so one, they, one was they were confirmed confirmed that's what i got you confirmed by the you. senate yeah good assist good apple there that's all I do. I just I just set up and distribute. That's yeah. all I do. I let Jeremy do all the legwork, and then I slam dunk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd say that. I mean, whose script are you reading there? That's right. I don't know. Mine. Oh, this is yours, right? <laughs> I literally admitted that <laughs> at the top of the show. I'm joking. Um, man, so, well, wait. What, what, you, what did you ab- jump to? Let's talk about more pardons then. Oh, pardons, yeah. Trump pardons. Um. Yeah, there were four that were big. So we're talking. Um, we're, we we're talking well, about well, people who let me get the one out of the were way. Fired or who resigned or left the Trump administration. Yeah, let's talk about well, people not, that Trump pardoned. Well, okay, so let's get the one out of the way. It's kind of an it's an interesting one. I don't think it's really that bad. Um, it was the uh, former San Francisco owner Ed uh, DePartolo Jr. So he um, owned the, the 49ers during their big Super Bowl run through the late 80s, early 90s, and he won five Super Bowls in that time frame of his ownership. Um, in 1998, he was he pled guilty 
uh, for failing to report that he was extorted by an ex-Louisiana governor. I believe it was over 400000 He was being extorted for $400,000 for a Louisiana liquor, law, liquor license. Wow. So um, he didn't report that, even though he agreed that it was not right for him to charge him that. Um, but he still didn't report it for some reason. Hmm. I don't really know the backstory. I just know that was like the headline of what he did wrong. Hmm. Um, so maybe, Jerry Rice was maybe he just felt like it wasn't worth his time. Maybe. Maybe like he's maybe he was like ah this guy's trying to rip me off and he's like but I know him you yeah. know it's kind of shitty that he's doing this to me and he just didn't report it so I can see why he might have uh, felt that he was wronged by the criminal justice system but I don't think he did any time in in prison. Hmm. Well, so like. Uh, if you don't, why if, you get, why you give a guy like that a pardon who didn't even do time? Yeah, he's already a freaking zillionaire and he's near the end of his life. I mean, that's true. I guess it's a high profile thing, you know. Well, Donald Trump likes to make friends with NFL owners. Yeah, I know that. So yeah, and, uh, and go figure, it's the 49ers former owner. Yeah, really, because he was giving Kaepernick shit for years. Oh my god. Um, but no, Jerry Rice apparently was. Uh, I think he was at the White House when he did this. And uh, he thanked Donald Trump. And he was like, you know, look, he's like, the only thing that matters is Ed is now pardoned. Or, you know, he's like, you know, I, I love Ed. Ed, you know, obviously he was the owner when Jerry Rice was there. Right. Took care of him. He took care of, I mean, apparently he took care of a lot of players. Did a lot of great things for the community mm-hmm. around San Francisco. Um, and I believe wherever he was, his family, I guess, resides originally in Ohio. So he did a lot back home for um, hometowns. For his families and stuff, so he he does he has done great things. So he's a good guy. Just made a mistake. Yeah, I th- yeah. I think that's the one of the four notables. So he deserves one of the, the ones that really probably deserved, deserved the pardon. If yeah. if you were going to give one out, I, honestly, he could have lived without it. Yeah, he would have been fine. Yeah, he probably forgot that he was convicted <laughs> right. until he got pardoned like over, <laughs> over like twenty two years ago. Um, so we had also uh, ex New York police officer or sorry police commissioner. Bernard Carrick. Um, this guy was charged, convicted of tax uh, fraud and making false statements. Um, so his tax... Big whoop. Yeah, big whoop. He was also... Um, let me see here. He was... Uh, I have it up. I got to get to it, though. So he was the commissioner for the New York police when 9-11 happened. So at, in a way, like Giuliani was the nation's mayor... You know, America's mayor. Right. He was America's police commissioner. Okay. Um, so they all kind of got that awesome title. Yeah. Because they did a lot of work for, you know, 9-11 when it all happened. They, you know, they, they worked really well to find and recover anybody that was trapped, um, remains, all that they could when they found them. Um, so, I mean, it's really a sad thing to see when um, he was involved in something illegal. So uh, when you look through it here... Um, Part of his issue was that uh, he was receiving benefits or, or um, gifts and he wasn't reporting it. Um, so that's part of the tax um, well, the it, tax evasion. Is he the commissioner of the New York Police Department or is he an NCAA athlete? Right, right. <laughs> um, so his leadership during the nation's darkest hours resonated with many during the Bush era. Um, and Bush recognized him. Excuse me. He nominated Carrick uh, to lead the Department of Homeland Security, but within days of that nomination, he withdrew amid scrutiny because the media dug up some stuff, some dirt on him, saying that um, he and he confessed to it. He had not paid taxes for a nanny whose immigration status was in question. Wow. 
So I believe he's a Republican. So mm-hmm. that's really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, so, that I mean, that's kind of what he got in trouble for. Um, he When he pled guilty, he did some time, I believe. Um, yeah, he was recommended to do 27 to 33 months. Um, and I think he he did do some time. So he really just got pardoned um, for his crime. Um, so nothing, uh, nothing that really saved him from doing any jail time. Um, but he gets a pardon there, even though he did commit some white-collar crimes. One of the other ones was uh, Michael Milken, who was uh, dubbed the Junk Bond King uh, from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the character from Wall Street, the movie Wall Street, Gordon Gecko. Um, was based off of him. Gordon Gecko. Yeah, the greed is good. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Douglas, a little acting there. Classic greed. Michael Douglas. Greed is good. Greed is good. Oh, you ever seen that movie? Yeah. I love that movie. That's, it's excellent. Excellent movie. Um, so basically, the, his character was based off this Michael Milken guy um, who was uh, basically wanted for, um, oh, what was it? trying to find he was a, a key character in the decade of greed in the 80s um he helped create the high the market for high yield securities known as junk bonds um and then he committed security fraud filing false tax returns uh he was fined 600 million dollars and sentenced to 10 years in prison at a minimum security facility uh but released after two years for cooperating with the government investigators hmm. right so he did two years got out so again, did some time, um, living a free man, living as a free man now, I guess, but with a felony. Yeah. Um, so he's become a major philanthropist, uh, contributing millions to cancer research and public health organizations. So he did some. He did some good too. That's good. Good for him. But he contributed to a lot of bad in the '80s and had to do some time. So, anyways, he was um, commuted or not commuted, but pardoned from his crimes, even though he did some time. And last but not least, the one that chaps my ass big time. The is big name. Blago. Blago. Rod Blagojevich. This okay. you might remember this character. Real dirtball. Okay. Real dirtball. From Celebrity Apprentice. That's where he first met Trump and He's Democrat. Uh, he's Democrat, right? He's a de- he's a Trumpocrat now. Oh well yeah, now he's BFFs. Now he's BFFs. Um yeah, so he tried to sell Obama's open Senate seat for personal gain in a pay-for-play scheme. Um, basically, political corruption. Everything you don't want your guys in office to do, right. or women to do. Um, he was caught on tape saying, I've got this, quote-unquote, I've got this thing. It's a fuck, It's fucking golden. I'm not just going to give it up for fucking nothing. The yeah. seat. Talking about the seat for sure. Obama. Um, so he was sentenced to 14 years, pled guilty. And obviously he was still in prison when he was pardoned, or I should say commuted. His sentence was commuted. Um, So he got out only doing eight of those 14 years. Trump called it unfair that he was over-sentenced and all this stuff. But I'm telling you, when you are taking the public's trust and you are using it to your personal benefit. Shitting on it. You should probably go in for life because you are just taking the public's trust, going behind their backs and doing shady shit to, to... personally benefit from it i agree so uh yeah so he got out but also they think that um there's a tie that maybe put blagojevich on trump's radar um so blagojevich was uh prosecuted by pat fitzgerald who took a role on comey's legal team in 2018 for the for the uh russia investigation so they believe because of that trend that uh connection there 
that he gained a little bit more sympathy from Trump because mm. he couldn't stand, obviously, the, the Mueller report sure, and the sure. investigation into Russia. Connect the dots. Five congressional Republicans, uh, Darren LaHood, John Shim- Shimkus, Adam Kinzinger, Rodney Davis, and Mike Bost uh, all came out and had a combined statement, uh, jointed statement, um, quote-unquote, as our state continues to grapple with political corruption, we shouldn't let those who breach the public trust off the hook. History will not judge Rod Blagojevich well, end quote. Um, strong and then words. Obviously, strong very words. strong words. And you're having Republicans buck, you know, yeah. Trump's, you know, side there, um, which is very rare. We need more of. We had some uh, top Illinois Republicans also slam Trump, calling it the most, or it must not be um, concerned. They, hold on, what, what am I reading? <laughs> so, uh, so they, they top Illinois Republicans slam Trump, um, saying that they uh, that they're concerned for the state of Illinois come this next uh, election cycle in November. So, have you ever been to Illinois? Uh, flew over it. I would be concerned about it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I flew. No, I flew in. I flew in. Okay. I uh, took a um, a uh, connecting flight in Chicago. I've been to Chi Town. Excellent airport. I didn't go to the airport. I uh, we drove. You drove. Yeah. Oh, so we drove. From, that's a long drive. It is. It was. I think fourteen hours. It's got to be close to fourteen hours. Yeah. We took. We went. We went. We went. If not fourteen and a half hours. We drove all the way to Chicago just to see a concert. We almost did that. We were yeah. going to go see the Foo Fighters. Oh, until we they, were in until Kentucky. They re- yeah. So we well, went. We were looking at. I was looking at different ones. Yeah. But Kentucky was the one. Man, that would have been fun. Right. We and then they came out with more dates, and we went to Kansas instead. But yeah, so it was it was a boring drive because we went through Indiana. Mm. Oh my god, what a state! Indiana. <laughs> no, I I can't lie. My I had relatives that oh my uncle, um, he lived in Indiana for a while. Yeah, yeah, he was in the military though, so he, he loved it. Yeah, he's an outdoorsman guy, so it's a lot of you know. It is. It's not very you know populated with uh, you know millennials or anything like that. <laughs> well, we drove to Kentucky. Picked up the the people I was with. We drove to Kentucky, picked up a friend, uh-huh. and then from there Damn. it was Sparta, Kentucky. From there we went across the river. Shout to, out Sparta. <laughs> we went across the river to Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, did you stop in there for a little bit? We did. We spent an afternoon. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, that's in Cleveland. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we went Cincinnati. Cincinnati is famous for Skyline Chili. Mm. Have you ever had Skyline Chili? Obviously not. Okay. I've never been. I've never been to Ohio. It's very good. Well, we were actually in this section of Cincinnati. Uh, it's called Over the Rhine. Okay. And it is supposedly it's one of the most dangerous places in the entire United States. Mm. It's like a very sketchy, bad neighborhood. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> we hung out there for a little bit. We left and we drove all the way up through Indiana. Yeah. Through Indianapolis. So I saw Indianapolis from the highway. We didn't stop. And Did you, then, could you see the racetrack from there? No. Yeah. No. I know um, Indy's probably kind of a big place. But oh, it's yeah. a pretty big city, yeah. And then we, from there, we went all the way cool. to Chicago. So when I flew into Chicago, I was like, okay, I heard a lot about this being like one of the best airports in the land, right? O'Hare. O'Hare, yeah. yeah. So we flew into O'Hare, and I uh, had to use a bathroom. And it was, um, Take a big I think old- it was like two, no, 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 don't go there. <laughs> Um, when I, it's funny, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but when I was younger, 
I wanted to take a poop in every state. That's um, that's quite a goal. <laughs> I think I like thought of it one day. I was like, I really hope that before I die, there's some states I probably wouldn't want to do I can, that. I hope. I hope. <laughs> Especially I can, public restrooms. Yeah, I hope I can take a poop in every state. So, anyways. I think for next week, Ugh. remind me. Next week, I'm going to do that. We're going to map it out. I'm going to count what how many states I'm at. So, go, oh sorry, keep going. So, anyways, I go to the bath, go into the bathrooms, right? And I was like, oh, this is a nice airport, nice and clean, very open. Um, it looks, you know, nice and sleek. Go into the bathroom, and they had like this futuristic looking freaking toilet, right? So, it what had, year was this? This is whew, 2011. Okay, 2012. 2011, because mm-hmm. uh, my my ex and I were going out to Vegas to you know spots and places to get married. Yes, I got married in Vegas, <laughs> uh, but at a at a nicer on episode uh, three. Jeremy yeah, Cole right? tells all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nicer joint. It was uh, respectable. It wasn't like those like cheeky ones you see on TV or you, see in movies or anything. You weren't like Elvis didn't officiate the no, wedding. No, Elvis okay. did not officiate. We thought about it. Um, no, so anyways. Uh, so we stop in, I go to the bathroom and like this, the, their toilet seat had a plastic cover over it. And I'm like, well, that's kind of gross. And I was like, wait a second, what's this big thing? Apparently you, it like retracts and goes to like a used part. It's like a, it's electronic or something. And it like cycles around the toilet rim. So when you're done using it, it, re- it goes away and a fresh section comes out. Really? Yeah. So it looks like it's a wow. cap thing that's replaceable. Right? Okay. And every time someone uses it, it like retracts to one end. Why are and we getting away from like you used it so it's gonna go get locked in this one area, the other side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Why are it's we crazy? Not, why are we not funding this? I don't know. Seems like a great idea. Right? Do you, dude, do you know how many times I walk into a public restroom you know like I need to go and I look down at the toilet and it's just covered in piss? Right. And or it's or like, like if I'm, if you don't trust it, even yeah. though it's dry, you're like I'm not you know how long there. it takes if you don't have those toilet seat covers or how First of all, those are paying the ass. They are because they fall into the toilet <laughs> they and then the toilet the... flushes and you're like, son of yeah, a bitch. Right? Or like even just ripping little pieces of toilet paper off to cover the seat. Even yeah, though yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It takes forever. You get, Ugh. you know, you got to go. You got to go. Yeah. You don't have time to be decorating the toilet seat. I, I mean, I know I've, I've heard people say they just like, they just squat and hover over the seat. Yeah. I mean, that's even a pain in the ass. I can imagine that sucking. Well, I think, I mean, women are probably better at squatting. Right. Well, that's who I normally hear that from. Yeah. Like, like, they don't like, they don't have time. They got to pee. Yeah. So right. They, exactly. They got to just go. So, anyways, I thought that was the coolest shit ever. That is really cool. Right? Never hmm. saw that again, ever, anywhere. Wow. I, I'm, I'm tempted to say Forward that. Forward thinking Chicago O'Hare. I'm, I'm tempted to say that you had a better time in Chicago than I did. Come on. You didn't go see the bean? We saw the bean. I was going to say, I mean, but that, I didn't see a, I didn't see a revolutionary new idea in the bathroom and like a you new did. Revolutionary toilet, <laughs> <laughs> recycle it in the uh, plastic around the toilet room. It was um, it was cold when we went because we were down by the water there. I think it was April when I went, so it was it was around, it well, would have been cold if I went outside the well, airport. It was it was it wasn't summer. It was like late spring, but it was really cool right well, yeah, there but I can in the ima- water. Well, yeah, I can imagine it being still windy too. I was like, damn. It's like a little chilly, but I saw Wrigley Field, and that was oh, that was cool. cool. So I got my picture taken in front of Wrigley Field. Oh, the, the sign, the marquee, yep. and everything—that's yep. cool as shit. And I'm pretty sure I don't think, I think they raised the outfield wall, but people in Chicago used to be able to sit on their roofs. They still can. They still can. Yeah. Okay. I think they ha- like. The, I remember this. 
this was one of the cooler things I remember about that. Um, so Wrigley was tired of people and like people built makeshift stands yeah. on top of the roofs. And when they saw them doing that, yeah, they were like, okay, well, there's got to be a way we can get a piece of that money because technically we're watching a game for free. Yeah. So I think they eventually um, sued them um, and they won. So now Wrigley gets a piece, like they have to sell those seats now, right? And they they normally did, yeah. but when they sell those seats, they got to give a portion of that to the Cubs, Ugh. which is crazy. That is crazy. Because it's not even their land. It's, it's not their it's building. on top of their house. You can build a sky rise and watch it from you know the 30th floor. And you're not paying the Cubs. And you're not paying the Cubs. Ugh. But because these businesses, that's what I heard. That's yeah. what I remember reading back in, this is like 12 years ago. Right. It was a long time ago. Well, we parked in, um, we parked in someone's garage. Mm-hmm. They do that thing where like on game day, mm-hmm. what they'll do is they'll literally like, they'll just pimp out their garage. Yeah. And they'll say, you know, hey, twenty bucks, call. They give you a little number, yeah, yeah, their yeah. car and stuff, and then uh, they lock it and everything. Well, for people you. do that around racetracks and stuff too. Yeah. Like they'll be like, okay, well, I'll charge you like ten bucks to park in my yard. Yeah, and it, then it you was can neat. Walk to the track or whatever. It was neat. Chicago was a cool city. Well, the Cubs, I think, when they were talking about that, they were like, well, we'll freaking block you out. We'll build a wall, <laughs> but then you're also taking away the si- the the city skyline. You right. know what I mean? And then it it doesn't look. You know, very nice on you know on TV when you're watching a game. It's funny Wrigley Field is where it is, and then really, yeah, I, <laughs> no I couldn't shit. believe it. And then they put the White Sox on the other side of town. They're just mm-hmm. like right next to the highway. No yeah, one right. cares about them. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't really been relevant. Well, they they, they well up until the they won a World Series not long ago. I thought they won or in, they were in one. No, they won it. Um, two thousand seven. I forget when. I know it was like in the mid 2000s. Yeah, the only reason I remember is because they beat the Astros. Well, I wonder if Jermaine Dye was. I think if Jermaine Dye was a part of that, he might have been. Because well, being a Braves fan, I was a huge. Jermaine and I think Dye Jim Tomey was still with them. No, on the Cub or in the White Sox. Was he a White Sox? Yeah, Jim Tomey he was, was a White Indian. Sox. He was a White Sox. I thought he was an Indian and a Philly. And he then, was a, well. He was a Philly for a while. Yeah, but I think around that time, I thought. yeah. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was a white before, Sox. He was before Howard. Check it. I think he was a White Sox. Yeah. We'll look this up. I think he was a I think he was a pivotal part of their um World Series winning team. I can't remember that. But I do remember that they won it. I think it was in like two thousand five. And like I said, the reason I remember is because um they played the Astros and for whatever reason that World Series sticks out in my mind. The Astros? Yeah. No, they didn't play the Astros then. No way. Yeah, they did. The Astros only became relevant again recently. I don't know. I'll bet you a lot of money. Okay, you're right. He did play um, in 2006 to 2009 before he got traded to the Dodgers oh. with the White Sox. Okay. That's uh, why I remember seeing him in a White Sox uniform. Yeah, let me see here. And they beat the Astros. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I don't think the Astros made the World Series then, did they? Yeah. It was like a weird one-off thing. Oh, you know what? They did have uh, they did have um, Clemens for a while. Yeah. Because well, um, both teams, neither team made it back to the playoffs the following year. Yeah. It was like shoot. It was like one of those things. I kinda I mean, baseball reference is kinda tough to see. Um, if they won a World Series or not on the phone. Type in um Chicago White Sox World Series two thousand five. Yeah, I could do that. It's a smarter way to look it up, isn't it? Yeah. You have a phone too while I'm loading. I was told not to be on my phone while we were recording. Oh, well, that's different. That's while I'm talking because <laughs> it's distracting as shit. Ozzie, I remember Ozzie Guillen being their uh, yes, being their coach. I remember him too. White Sox World Series. 
Yeah, 2005. Oh, five? Yeah. So it was before Jim Tomey. Yeah, one year before Jim Tomey. Yeah, look, they swept the Astros. Motherfucker. Four games to none. Four games to none? Yeah, they swept them. See, Jermaine Dye was the MVP. Yeah, I do Jermaine, remember that. Yeah, Jermaine Dye was the MVP. Um, Damn, that was one, because I think they had Pettit, they had Ooh, Clemens. Dude, they had Frank Thomas. Jeff Bagwell and Craig Biggio were on the Astros. Yeah, but who was the pitching? They had Clemens, Pettit. Um, they had some big names on the mound. They did. But to get swept four games and none, that's crazy. And the Astros were still in the National League when that happened. They're not anymore? They're in the AL now, yeah. Are they? Mm-hmm. When the hell did that happen? I forget that. That was a couple of years ago. Well, because when, I've fallen out of love with baseball. So have I. But when they switched, when they switched to the American League, that's when the Astros got good again. Mm. Like not long after they switched conferences, they got, they became interesting until they started cheating. Huh? But did hey. not. I totally forgot about that. I mean, it is like 15 years ago. It's a while ago, yeah. And we were just talking about how, how long you know the last four years felt. So exactly. And then of course. Um, but baseball, I lost a I lost touch out of baseball with it. Just got too damn slow, and I once will, they cracked down on the steroids, the home runs stopped for a while, and so it got less exciting. The games were just—I mean, even yeah. the small ball wasn't really even there. There was a lot of strikeouts for a while. I will say the obviously I remember '08 because the Phillies won. Yeah, well, uh, that I do remember. I yeah. was a big. I was. I'm, I mean, I was rooting for the Phillies even being yeah. a Braves fan because I, I grew up watching both teams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was obviously rooting. the Reading Phillies yeah. being. I was definitely. I was rooting for the Phillies too. Um, a lot of homegrown talent there. And then, the for some reason, I remember really well. I remember the Kansas City Royals finally winning. Mm. Um, whatever year that was, two thousand. It wasn't too too long ago. Fourteen or two thousand fifteen. Yeah, it was like fourteen, fifteen. I remember them. They beat the Mets, I believe. I'm sitting here going, "Gee, yeah, that's yeah, I think yeah. you're right." And because I remember uh, a guy I worked with was a huge Mets fan, mm. and he was like, "I'm going up, I'm going home, I'm going to one of the games." <laughs> and he like he spent like his whole life savings to go to a World Series. God, game. they were such a dumpster fire like before and after yeah. that. Like they won, they won the, the division maybe once or twice, but um, I mean they were just god awful. I just rem- I remember he took a day off work. He spent like a ton of money on yeah, these yeah. tickets. Like a couple thousand bucks to go to this game, and they I think Zach uh, Zach Greinke pitched Greinke, and he just fucking shut the Mets. That down. was when he finally caught on and started yeah. doing good because I think he was like highly touted, and uh, just didn't do much yeah. for a couple of years, and then he just all of a sudden turned it on. He he pitched like I think he pitched like a one hit shutout or he's something. He's older. He's pretty old now. I mean, <laughs> he is, for yeah. a pitcher standard, he's like thirty five or something like that. He's still mm-hmm. pitching pretty good. Yeah, so he's still a good player. Good for Greinke. But, and I guess now would be a good time to talk about the Astros. Yeah, we can bring up the Astros. I mean, we're yeah. already on baseball. Let's yeah, just, might as well just keep it flowing. Let's see who wants to fight them this week. Oh, man, it's everybody. Everybody. Where is that section at, though? Everybody in the, the club getting tips. Who was that? Do you remember Chingy? that song? No, who was that? I forget. It wasn't Chingy. No, oh. Ching, Chingy's, he's Ching, like, right there. I love it when you do that right there, right there. I'm drawing a blank here as to what page this was on. My sister used to listen to Chingy every morning. Chingy? When, when we were driving to school. Chingy wasn't bad. Mm. It was it was interesting. Where in the hell? Oh, there it is. There we go. Next page. Dory. Dory. So anyways, Astros. You what are you doing? Astros. What are you doing, Astros? Oh, did you see um, Jose Altuve? He got booed today when he, I guess it's a spring training game. They started like, the games already. Well, Ooh. I don't know what it was. 
but it was some it was a Houston Astros function. Could have been an ex- exhibition. Yeah, probably an exhibition game. Where they split the team and up in he, half. Dude, he got booed so hard. When Deservedly he so. Deservedly, yeah. Someone was saying that they, oh, it was uh, Harold Reynolds. They're going to be came, dealing with that for a long time. Harold, oh, my God. Until they retire, basically. It'll take a couple, it'll take another scandal to get that one away. It's going to haunt them forever. Harold Reynolds stepped up in his corner. And uh, do you know who Harold Reynolds is? No. Harold Reynolds is a former Major League Baseball player for the uh, Seattle Mariners, from what I remember. I think he bounced around to another team or two. Um, But he's been on part of uh, Baseball Tonight for a while. Okay. uh, Doing baseball commentary, calling games, calling Little League games. He's he's uh, an ambassador for the game, basically. Sure. So he came out and said that— Kind uh, kind of in the same way that Booger McFarlane is an ambassador for the NFL. Jesus. (laughs) Is he fired yet? I, I, I hope I, not. I mean, I, no offense, Booger. You're bad, bro. I, you know what? I love Booger. Just go on NFL Network, bro. Just sit there on the couch with the boys, eat that freaking pizza, talk about the games that are mm. on. We'd like you there. Dude, Booger, Booger is a reason to turn on. Was it Monday Night Football? Monday Night Football. He's a reason to turn on Monday No, Night he was not. He was not. Uh. Um, so anyways, um, Harold Reynolds came out and said that he believes that Jose Altuve did not wear a buzzer and was legit holding his shirt for a reason, mm-hmm. um, but doesn't really go into explanation as to why. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, you know, I wouldn't ob- make it obvious that I don't want my shirt ripped off because mm-hmm. I'm wearing a buzzer. Yeah. He's like, why would I draw attention to something that's there that I don't want to be seen? Which is interesting. It's an interesting way to look well, at it. He has a point, but he doesn't want someone to rip he his also shirt said, off. He also said because he wasn't wearing a shirt underneath. He had a tattoo, that, right? Something no, that's what Altuve tat- said. Yeah, Al- Altuve about, said he had an unfinished tattoo. Yeah, which there was pictures taken that summer, and there was nothing on his shoulder at all. Ugh. Well, Unless he had it removed, but that, he didn't even say that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyways, I don't know, Harold Reynolds was in his corner going, yeah, I can, I can kind of believe that, you know. I mean, he, you didn't see a wire popping out anywhere. His shirt was actually untucked mm-hmm. um, on it, all kinds of all, it was, all sides. Yeah. It was, So yeah. you didn't see anything hanging out, and... You know, you didn't hear any mic interference when a mic was thrown around near him, and he stays on the field for a while before he goes to the dugout. It's not like he raced right to the dugout to change shirts. Yeah. He eventually did, but he put a championship shirt on. So he's like, you know, it's not like he was, you know, just going to change shirts to change shirts. He put a championship shirt on. I guess like you could, they I, all did. I guess you could make a case that they're – Yeah. It's maybe – maybe he's not wearing a buzzer. Right. I think he was. So, anyways, I believe so too. Yeah. Um, Harold Reynolds, I think, is just trying to be um, devil's uh, advocate, player friendly, because mm-hmm. he was a player. Sure. So, anyways, um, so that was the one side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side, uh, you know, Nick Markakis for the Braves for my Bravos. Um, he goes uh, and tells reporters he's like the um, one of the leaders of the locker room for uh, leaders of the dugout for the Braves. A young um, Braves team. Yes, fairly young. A very young Braves team. Yeah, uh, he was one of the. He was a long time Oriole. I remember that. Um, growing up, and just he's what, like thirty five or something like now. Anyways, he uh, told reporters, uh, "quote unquote," uh, you know, to see something like that is damaging to baseball. Um, it's anger. Um, he goes, "I feel like every single guy over there needs to uh, needs a beating. It's wrong, and they're messing with people's careers." Um, and if you listen to last week's show, I did mention Mike Bolsinger, um, who was uh, a pitcher um, who took a beating quite, one of the games. Quite literally ended his career. 29 pitches in a third of an inning of work, and uh, 
they said I think twelve of those twenty nine there are trash can bangs, which yeah. is the the most they ever heard for one pitcher being in a game against the Strohs. Um, so he got sent down the the AAA after that, still pitched well, then uh, didn't get offered a contract to re up after that year. Had to go to Japan for two years and um, never got a contract again in the majors. Never pitched again in the majors. So yeah, quite literally messing with people's careers. Yep. Um, just to cheat. Um, you Darvish. Cubs pitcher was also um, good boisterous about it. Yeah, very good pitcher. Um, he said it should be treated like the Olympics. Uh, when a player cheats, uh, you can't have a gold medal. Um, you know, it gets stripped from you. And he said, but the Astros still have their World Series title. That makes me feel weird. And he goes, you know, so they cheat. I think they, should, uh, they shouldn't talk right now. He's basically saying, keep your mouth shut about it. If you did cheat, why are you coming out acting all cocky? Yeah. That's, that's what his problem was with it. <clears throat> There's also a, a kind of a precedent set too, because didn't uh, the NCAA vacate USC's national championship? Oh yeah. When they found out that they were, um, what were they doing? Reggie Bush was like getting, he took money from uh, yeah. Well, he was from, sell, he was boosters. selling jerseys and shit too, wasn't he? No, that I thought that was Ohio State's players. Oh, maybe it was. No, he took money from boosters. His family. That's what they alleged, anyways. Mm. So mm. he had to give up his Eisman too. Oh wow. I mean, when you got to give up a personal trophy like that. If you if you if in the sports world if there's a precedent set that if you break the rules you have to give up a Heisman Trophy or a national championship national champ- wins wins I think that because Joe if I'm not mistaken it Penn well, State had to vacate wins too they gave him back okay same so thing. Joe Pa got to retain that record <clears throat> yeah um, but they did take it away for a couple of years yeah yeah so yeah where's the lie yeah maybe the maybe the commissioner of baseball should have stepped in and said look. You guys don't I think he only find the team a million bucks and that was it. Yeah, which is a he slap. He didn't do in the anything. It's a slap in the face. They won 31 million in bonuses. Yeah. That team did. Yeah. They, just for winning the World Series. They so should, a million off of that? Were they find um were they find draft picks or anything? Oh yeah, they had to give up their first round picks for the next 2 years or something like that. Yeah. Which is whatever. Yeah. I mean, not all first round picks in baseball work out. Right, exactly. Well, there's what 150 rounds. <laughs> there's a lot in the mid. There's it's like, not like there's the like NFL. There's like 15 to 18 rounds. Right. It's not like in the NFL where there's seven. I mean, there's people that have come out in like round five, and I mean, we had mm-hmm. a guy um, in Mifflin, um, Zach Lutz. He drafted uh, by the Mets in the fifth round out of Alvernia. Wow. Yeah. They. Yeah. You know what? Baseball scouting. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He got to the majors for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> not not much else. Yeah. He got well, any point to go play in Japan. He was a very good minor league ball player. Yeah. And had a decent career out of it. But um once he, he was he was behind David Wright. He played third base. So he was behind David Wright and David Wright wasn't going anywhere unless he was injured. Right, right. David Wright, didn't he did he end up coming to play for No, he retired a Met. Oh, he retired a Met. Yeah, he okay. retired a Met. He yep. was he was a Met his entire career. Okay. I couldn't remember. I'm thinking the Phillies had a third baseman named David for a while. I can't think of his last name though. Mm, drawing a blank. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He was with them for like a few years leading up to the World Series, yeah, but think, he wasn't on the World Series. Yeah, roster. I can't remember who you're talking about, but I know I think I remember there being a David something. Mm-hmm. I think he played third base. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, back to you, Darvish. He said um, he said uh, they should have to apologize. Um, he said some some opposing players lost their job. They should have to apologize um, and show mercy. Um, you know, to to you know for what they did. Um, he doesn't feel anything for those guys, is what he said, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Good for you standing up. 
But um, he so he pitched for the Dodgers in the World Series, and uh, they lost both of those games. He pitched mm-hmm. games two, uh, three, and seven, um, and they lost both of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's pretty pissed about I everything. Imagine. Yeah, I would too. Um, I, that was the first World Series he pitched in, right? I think so. The first and only. I think so. Yeah, because he was with uh, the Texans for most of his career. Or the Rangers, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Texas Rangers. Um, but no, uh, so I, I feel really bad for Dusty Baker, who mm. took on this job um, after the manager got fired. Now he's going to answer to reporters about something that he was never a part of. Um, oh, so he, he really doesn't know anything about it. He didn't know anything about it? No, no. He was he was retired, I think. I think I don't think he was coming back to baseball, and then all of a sudden he gets a call from the, the Strohs, and they're like, hey, uh, yeah, we just fired our coach and everything wow. for this cheating scandal. We need a coach. So this guy, good manager. A very good manager. Fills in. You know, co- you know, manages them to a World Series win. He thinks everything's on the up yeah. and up, and now all of a sudden, all this. Yeah, I think Baker's uh, even managed into a, a few World Series himself. So, anyways, uh, Baker comes out and he goes, uh, you know, um, he. Had, I guess there's a, a lot of questions um, surrounding his uh, the te- his team uh, and how he was asked how Major League Baseball is going to protect his team's players uh, when they go to the bat because the joke is. They're going to see some pitches come (laughs) inside the first couple games. Little chin music. Oh, yeah, especially the key (laughs) players like Altuve, you know, and all of this. So um, he said, I'm dependent on the lead to try to put a stop to um, this seemingly premeditated retaliation that uh, I'm hearing about. And in most instances in life, you kind of get reprimanded when you have um, premeditated anything. Um, So he says, "I'm, I'm just hoping that the league puts a stop to this before somebody gets hurt. And that's basically what you expected to hear out of a manager who comes mm-hmm. into a position like he did. And uh, he's not wrong. No. He he's he, It's his job to at least ask that question and to bring that up to Major League Baseball. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, hey, what are you guys going to do to protect my players? Right. Um, and that's He's doing his job. Yeah. Whether or not you feel that these players deserve a little retribution or not. Absolutely. Dusty Baker – He's doing what he's supposed to do to say, look, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I, I can't have guys getting hit in the face with 95-mile-an-hour fastballs right. <laughs> opening day. Exactly. <laughs> and and Manfred, I believe, came out and said something. He goes, I hope uh, I made it extremely clear that the retaliation will not be tolerated. Um, it is dangerous, and it is not helpful to the current situation. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't think that's helpful to the situation, maybe he should look in the mirror. Maybe he should be like, maybe there's something I could have done more right. to make the situation better, so that players wouldn't feel obligated to retaliate themselves. Yeah, maybe he could have levied some fines and and some um, discipline against the Astros. That way, the players don't feel like they need to take it into their own hands. Exactly. Um, you know, like maybe vacate the World Series title. <laughs> I mean, something. I mean, you just can't sit on this. Yeah. You, you, and then yes, the, the team fired the GM. Yes, the team fired the manager, and yes, you find them a million dollars. I'm sorry, fired the GM and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. manager, um, and f- and then Manfred fired uh, fined the team a million dollars. Um, is that really enough? No. Is it really enough? And what was it? The owner of the Astros that w- did that press conference? The owner, yeah, the owner basically came out and was all cocky about he's like, it. I don't think that this it didn't uh, affect the game. Yeah, these didn't affect the outcome of the games, yeah, and the, the reporters were like stunned. They're like, "What do you mean you don't believe that?" It if affected- it didn't affect the games, then why the hell did you do it? The, yeah, when why are we here? Why right did now? why did they do it if it didn't affect the games? 
This I've I think I told you the other day I've never been more ready for a baseball season to start <laughs> because I want I want to see what happens. Well, I told you last week. I said in the podcast last week I said I'm going to get the NH uh, the not NHL the MLB uh, in it, what is it like um, extra innings. extra innings yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to the, the you know, watch all the Astros in the beginning of the season oh, see how man. that goes. It's going to be nasty. Shit, it might be nasty in the spring training just to get it out then. Yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe everyone will get together and be like, all right, let's you know. We we play the Astros yeah. in, and we play the Astros in the Grapefruit League. Let's beat them in the Grapefruit League. That yeah, way, yeah. on opening day, where we feel a little bit better better about things. Can't, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this pans out. But well, so we will. You know, we're going to follow that for sure. That's that's not going anywhere anytime no. soon. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. A big story. Um, Let's see what else we got. What I mean, else you got, Mike? There was a silly thing here that uh, we have written down, and it's involves Chuck Schumer. Oh, do you remember Chuck, Chuck Schumer? Chuck Schumer. How do we not? Yeah, how, Chuck do you, how can you forget him? Well, it turns out that Senator my, Senate Minority Leader Charles E. Schumer loves cheesecake. How much cheesecake does he love? He loves it so much that he spent nearly nine thousand dollars on it. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot oh, of cheesecake. Money. It's a lot of dough for cheesecake. He says, guilty as charged. Uh-huh. Oh, my uh-huh. goodness. He told reporters Sunday at a news conference, I love Junior's Cheesecake so much. I don't even know who Junior's is. I think Shout out to Junior's, wherever you are. If you guys could send us some free cheesecake, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd like to try this out because Pelman's in this area is king. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, I have one in my freezer right now for a holiday special. Uh, Jeremy has a very strong cheesecake stance. So yeah, if, if you don't like cheesecake, then fuck you. This is I took <laughs> I took a Ricky Bobby stance with it. Well, this is crazy. So CNN has confirmed the the FEC filings show that friends of Schumer Pack spent eight thousand six hundred thirty eight dollars and eighty five cents at Junior's Cheesecakes between 2009 and 2016. I think I was doing the numbers on this, and it was like a cheesecake a week, a whole cheesecake a week. It only cost like 24 bucks. Wow. So it was like 24 bucks a week or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I think that's what what, it, what I broke it out to be, like $9,000 divided by however many weeks over those years. Yeah, but can you imagine? Like, that's, that's kind of like a, a feel-good funny story about politics it's not feel good it's sort of funny though i think it's it doesn't hurt anybody except taxpayers what hurts chuck schumer's bank blood, account blood pressure yeah right well they oh <laughs> i i saw someone breaking down like calories yeah like how many calories oh, he gets a Lord. week from that how the, crazy would that be that's a lot i mean it's a lot of cheesecake yeah I just, I just, I, I, I was flipping through our packet here, and it's just like that was the one thing that I felt like. Well, the other thing is, I don't know if he spent that out of personal money or, or if that was charged off to the taxpayers. Well, well, it was his pack. It was the Friends of Humor Political Action Committee. Okay, so that was, um, so that's private money. That's like donated money, right? Yeah, donations, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's what your donated money's going to. So if you, if Dip you, shits. if you. <laughs> If you've supported Chuck Schumer through his political journey, then you have donated to a cheesecake addiction of on epic proportions. You're a bunch of cheesecake enablers. <laughs> um, well, we're coming up on an hour and a half here, Jeremy. Okay. What do you think? Do you want to shut her down, or do you want to keep going a little bit? So, are we going to talk about Kent State Gun Girl? Do you want to? 
I don't care. We can the, maybe we can save it for next week if we want. The Kent State Gun Girl. I think we should leave it there. I think uh, we should talk I mean, about could, her next week. I mean, we don't have to deep dive into her. It's just it was a small event, really. Okay, well, let's go over it. Quick. Okay, I, th- I agree with you. Let's go over it quick. I don't really want to spend a ton of time on her because it's kind of a dumb story. It is a dumb story because, because it's, she's uh, a dumb person. She jumped to victim blaming, <laughs> like everybody complains about the left for doing. So Kent State Gun Girl, Caitlin Bennett, Kate, shout out Caitlin, Caitlin Bennett. Bennett. Um, she's a pretty girl. Um, anyways, she is a pretty girl though. So she went to Kent State, graduated. Mm-hmm. The whole big thing about her is that um, she graduated with her AR. Um, was it a 10 or 15? I forget. I think it was an AR-15. Yeah, it was strapped, strapped to her back. Strapped around her shoulders, yeah. Um, and then she wrote on her cap, come get my gun. Yeah. Um, or come get it or some shit like Come take it. Come take it. That's what they like to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come take it. <laughs> they. You act like we wouldn't own one if we had the money to do so. No. I would totally own one. That's true. Um, so anyways... Uh, so she went to Ohio University, okay, uh, the other week. Um, it was about a week ago. Um, she went there to really ask trivia questions on President's Day. Ooh. That's what she went there for. Well, that sounds fun. Well, so some of the, um, excuse me, some of the videos that um, I saw on Twitter that she posted were her walking around with her bodyguard um, with a mic. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. What was she trying to do? Um, so apparently she was trying to ask trivia questions. I didn't get to deep dive into the videos per se, because mm-hmm. most of this, um, event was, was blocked off by protesters, uh, who were saying, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, please we don't leave. want you here. Please leave. So I can imagine it was wrapped around second amendment rights. Cause that's what she's a huge advocate for, which is fine. It's totally fine. Right. But right. you're not from there. You don't go to school there. I believe you went there. To start trouble. Looking for an argument. Right. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. I do too. Everybody tries to trigger everybody these yeah. days, and that shit doesn't fly with me on either side. No, yeah. Um, and it's usually, I see this shit coming from uh, people, especially on like Second Amendment right people. They just go out of their way to try and trigger others to start shit. Yeah. Um, and that's what it sounded like she was trying to do. She had no business being there. Um, I don't even know if she has a, I think she has a show or a, internet show or some shit or a podcast um so anyways they didn't like her being there i believe it's technically a gun-free zone um you can open carry in the state of ohio um but there's university has laws well i should say um it's like student handbook kind of thing um where you're not allowed to have a weapon uh, a, a gun on on campus sure kind of makes sense how many school shootings has there been you know they're just trying to make things a little safer um, because there's no state legislation on it. So um, so people ganged up on her and her group and started throwing water on her Ooh, and stuff like that, shouting at her, water. get out of here, cornering her off. And Did she was complaining that the police didn't stop or didn't do anything. Um, but uh, the police also said that they didn't get a heads up from her or her group right. that she was coming there to do this event. Planning on coming to raise hell. Right, and it's not like you have to, but it's kind of an you know if you th- if you're coming and you know people might get triggered by your presence, yeah, give the police a heads up if you want protection. Sure, sure. If you're not there to fight anybody, if you're not there to do any harm, if you're not there to start anything, you know, then 
Just go about your business. Go about your business. So anyways, um, so basically she jumped on Twitter. She tweeted, you know, this is what happens when a Trump supporter goes, uh, Trump supporter goes to college campus, leftist at Ohio University, start a riot um, when her and her bodyguards show up and uh, the OU police let it happen. She said, um, I think at real Donald Trump should strip funding from the universities like this that harbor Mm. terrorists. Wow. That's a direct tweet. That's a mouthful right there. That's a lot. It's a lot to unpack there. Strip funding from universities that harbor terrorists. And Donald Trump will do it, too. It's extremely strong. And I guarantee at his next rally, he'll bring her up and be like, you know, that Caitlin, Caitlin Bennett has a point, you know, type of thing. He's like, maybe we should strip funding to these colleges who don't allow... Uh, conservative-minded people to yeah. be there. You know what I mean? That's something that he could start pushing. I could totally see that. Yeah. So, um, so she included a in that with that tweet. She included a 58-second um, clip of her time on the campus, um, showing the crowd around the car that she was in. At one point, someone tosses liquid from a bottle towards the car, um, goes into the window that's open, hits the driver <laughs> full of this water. It's liquid. Um, Bennett said that the um, that the cops just let this riot happen and the cops basically said it wasn't a riot. We didn't deem it a riot because right. there wasn't any violence on either side. Right. Um, they both have, you know, rights to protest, you know, each other's being there. One has the actual right to be there, which is the students that protested. That pay to um, go to the college. They pay to go to the college there. So um, her bodyguard or this other um, social media personality she was there with too, um, Joel Patrick. Um, he told the uh, Washington Post that people were telling me that I wasn't black um, and that I needed to be blacker. I'm assu- I believe he was. He's black. Um, it was just such a weird experience. Uh, what we need more of in America is for people to have <clears throat> to have a conversation from two sides of the aisle without resorting to violence or bullying. Mm. Interesting. Wow. I agree to a point. He's, but he's not wrong, but he's also probably someone who should practice what he preaches. Well, my, my take on it was isn't showing up at a campus with a gun um, to ask trivia questions about Second Amendment rights a form of bullying? It could be. Um, yeah. I don't know. They they It seems a little hostile from, to be throwing water at them and stuff, but if they don't want you there, if you're just look, leave. If you're looking for trouble— Trouble will find you. It will find you. Yeah. So Ohio State Police, or not Ohio State, Ohio University Police said in a statement, um, it was aware of the situation, um, Then, it, but it did say it didn't rise to the level of a riot, um, and it stated that they had no prior notice of these activists' plans to show up to the university. Um, they also said, although such notice is not required, the lack of it deprived the department of the ability to plan staffing levels. As a result, the officers on duty had to prioritize their response to the event as they unfolded, um, rightly putting everyone's personal safety ahead of their own concerns. Hmm. So, I mean, that being said, I don't feel bad for. Her. No, I don't. I really don't. That's what you get for looking for trouble. Yeah, I, it's just one of those things where if you're, yeah, I mean, don't don't go out of your way to piss people off, and they won't throw water at you. No. <laughs> so dumb. So, so that's the Kent State gun girl. Um, I 
doubt we will be lucky enough for her to go away anytime soon. No, it should so, be like Tommy Lauren. Yeah. That's what she reminds me of. Tammy. Tammy Lauren. That's what. That's how you pronounce it? No, I call her Tammy. You call her Tammy? Yes. I call her Tammy. She seems like a Tammy. Yeah. Yeah. You but, have Florida Man? You want to do Florida Man? Hold yeah, on a second. Florida Man. Yeah, hold on a second. I forgot about this. Here we go. Florida Man. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, this week's Florida Man involves Daytona Beach, Florida, and ribeye steaks. Gather around, kids. It already <laughs> seems like it's got to be a gong show. The, uh, this, uh, this incident involved a Florida man from Daytona Beach. His name is Stefan Short. He's 28 years old. He's from DeLand, Florida. He was at a Save-A-Lot store. And he was, I guess, stealing. Okay. He was stealing. At a Save-A-Lot? At a Save-A-Lot. He was stealing from Where a Save-A-Lot. Where you're already saving money by shopping there normally. Right. Interesting. Officers were called to the store and were told that Short was being pinned to the ground by a manager and a good Samaritan who was helping out. <laughs> but he was fighting back in an attempt to get away. He wriggled out of his clothes completely. Interesting. Yep. And he started running away, buck naked. Damn. Yes. He got all the way down to the birthday suit. All the way down to the birthday suit. He was... Uh, sorry, it took me a second to follow that there. He stole four... <laughs> I can't believe what I'm reading. He stole four... <laughs> He's so shocked. <laughs> he stole four packs of ribeye steaks valued at $41.24. Mm. Wow. The officers confronted him as he was running out of the store. He refused to stop. They chased him, and he was tased. That sucks. While nude. While nude. After trying to steal some steaks. Trying to steal $41 worth of steaks. Jeez. Unbelievable. Four ribeyes. And here's the best. bucks a piece. I know. And here's the best part. After he was taken to the hospital, it was discovered that one of the taser prongs stuck him in the genitals, Ooh. right in the dick, right in the dick. Ouch. So, Stefan Short of Deland, Florida. Hey, next time you're you're wrestling with some cops, man, and you're naked, <laughs> just fucking give up, man. Yeah, just let it go. Last thing you want to do is get tased in the nuts. It's not worth it, man, but that's Florida Man of the Week. Hold on, there was another part of that I really liked. Which the part? police description of how they entered the scene was comical. Oh, where is it at? Okay. An officer arriving at the store saw coupon books and packs of meat scattered on the on the store's <laughs> floor and a naked short running buck naked to the front. Jeez. I, Can you imagine that scene? What's weird is... They, they painted that picture, and that was vividly. from the police report. Yeah. That is, can you imagine coupon books scattered all over the floor? A ribeye 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 steaks all over the place, and all of a sudden you see a naked dude running to the front. I feel I feel like it doesn't mention anything, but I feel like drugs were involved. Yeah, I I can't imagine that being normal. Yeah. Well, it is Florida. Yeah, it is Florida. But I'm gonna guess meth. I just can't. Just take it a shot. Just take or bath We salts. did talk about bath salts episode one, I believe. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So that's there you Florida are. man. Stefan Short of Deland, Florida, who was at a save a lot in Daytona Beach, Florida. Congratulations, Stefan Short. <laughs> you win Florida Man of the Week, my friend. Ooh. Do you think, Hopefully it was just a night stay in the in the clink. Yeah. Do you think um do you think they fed him ribeyes in prison? Fuck no. No. You <laughs> don't get ribeyes in prison. You never know. The cops might be uh, Well, they did arrest him without um without um incident, which is good for him 
Well, because it's not resisting arrest. Sure, sure. So, so wait, it's not resisting arrest even if they had to detain him. Well, he didn't fight once they got up to him. Oh, that's true. Which is good. Okay, I got you. I mean, I see still tase him. In the, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. he's still getting charged with like fighting off stolen yeah. police for looting or mm-hmm. not looting, uh, theft. They're probably going to charge him for being naked in public too. Yeah, which is indecent exposure or whatever. So, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know what? I didn't even see that charge in there. Yeah. They probably could have charged him with that. They could have slapped that one on there. And they were just like, listen, you already got tased in the yeah. nuts. We'll take that one off. <laughs> we'll give you a break on that one. Because yeah. uh, you'd probably get like indecent exposure in front of like a child or something. And exactly. Yeah. Then, if you're wrong, then yeah. You're, you got a report and everything. You got all these. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> so anyways, um, before we end this podcast, got to throw a mention out something very cool, something very rare, very special and near and dear to me and many others that I know. I don't know if I know what's coming. I don't You probably do. Oh. Once I mention it, you will. Okay. It's very special. We had an emergency backup goalie get in the NHL game oh, last night. Oh, I do. Ooh. Yeah. David <sighs> David Ayers. Let me tell you how excited I get when this shit happens. It is doesn't a, happen often. It is. Uh, listen, I, I only play deck hockey goalie. I, I am not great on skates with goalie gear on. So, for me, it's like a pipe dream. It yeah. is a legit pipe dream. I don't even play beer league hockey <laughs> in the local ice house. You know what I mean? Um but, like, it's so cool when an e-bug even just gets to dress and sit on the bench with the guys. And it sure. happens quite often in the lower leagues, so, like, ECHL and stuff. Because guys, guys get called up. They get, you know, traded. They get loaned out to other leagues. Um, and then you got to call a local goalie. Mm-hmm. So it happened to uh, ben, uh, Penn, uh, one of the Penn State Burks um, goalies. Um, got to play a couple of games or sit on the bench anyways for the Royals and, and for uh, – well, not for the Royals. I think he does it for the away teams that come up. Oh wow! So they can't get a mer- they can't get a backup goalie on the road sure, as sure. easily. So they get an e bug in for the night. Yeah. Um. So he's we've had a couple of them in the local area that just come up and bring their gear and they sit on the bench, keep their jersey and everything. It's cool. But when they get in the game, totally different story. Next level. Next level. These guys are fucking legends. And he and he, he performed well. Performed well after the first two shots. Right. Yeah. Um. The first two shots he saw were um part of the second period came in with about a half a game left to go um the starting goalie took one shot made the save and then he got injured i don't know what happened to him they didn't really talk about him much yeah but he went out after one shot um razak came in took a shot to the head he was done after about a period and a half um so they had nobody left but their e-bug they call him the e-bug emergency backup goalie um and he came in 42 years old zamboni driver they're in Toronto. So he's the Maple Leaf Zamboni driver, Zamb- right? Yeah, Maple Leafs. <laughs> so they're in Toronto. He is the he's not the Maple Leaf Zamboni driver. He's the Marlies Toronto Marlies oh, for the AHL. The AHL. Wow. He's their Zamboni driver. Um, so he came in and played for the opposite team, um, Carolina Hurricanes, and faced two shots, let up two goals in the second period. Then didn't see a shot the rest of the period. Um, and they were tough shots. Mm-hmm. One of them he was screened. One he probably could have played a little bit better, but tough shots in close. Sure. Defense failed. Um, but in the third period, shut him out. Shut faced, him out. Faced 10 shots, made eight saves. He made all eight of his saves in the third period to close out and got the W. And you could tell the Hurricanes were playing with some. Oh, man. They were playing with some intensity for him. Well, the cool thing him. is uh, all, the some passion. all the interviews they did, I, I mean, David uh, even said so um, to Hockey Night in, in Canada. Um, so in Hockey Night in Canada, when you have the uh, an interview for them, 
like in the hallways before you go in the locker room, they throw this towel over you and it has an embroidered hockey night in Canada mm-hmm. um, logo on it. It's very special. And he was just like, I was in on cloud nine when I got to do that interview and had that freaking towel on my neck. Yeah. He was so happy to have the towel on his neck. Um, but he even said, he's like, the guys came up to me and said, listen, we don't care if you let 10 goals in, man. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. This is your moment. Have fun. And that's cool because they're in a playoff hunt and they're just like, we don't give a shit, man. Have fun. Yeah. And that it, is so cool. That's that's amazing. It shows the com- camaradery in the NHL yeah. for sure. And that, that's Rod Brendamore, I think. Great coach. You know, I think he's the one that instills that kind of yeah. mentality. He's like, fuck it. Let him have fun. Great, so great he gets pl- to play in a game. Are you kidding me? Great player, and he's turning out to be a good coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm really excited about that. Former Flyer. Loved him as a kid. and Sad to see him you know, go elsewhere. Sure. I was hoping he'd win one for the Flyers. But, well, a uh, bunch of Flyers went down to the Hurricanes and won the cup down there, didn't they? Uh, Recky, w- Justin Williams, yeah. Brenda Moore. Flyers of the South. Yeah, Flyers. I mean, we have Flyers of the South, Flyers of the West. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and I can name like a million Flyers that have won a cup right after they left Philadelphia in the last 20 years. So For a while there, it was like it was required. Oh, yeah. To win a Stanley Cup, you <laughs> had to spend a season in Philly. You had to at least go to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but no, uh, you... Yeah, he, uh, so David Ayers gets my uh, mention uh, right before the show ends. It That's was a cool story. Such a cool thing. Scott Foster did it a couple of years ago for the Blackhawks. For the Hawks, yeah. Um, faced seven, seven shots against the Jets and closed out. I don't think he got the win, but still pretty cool to yeah. shut out a team, not give up a goal. Sure. Yeah, and he, um, what's it, there's a uh, David Ayers Day in Raleigh, North Carolina now? Yeah, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. They designated it for tomorrow. Going to have to celebrate. Good for him, man. Going to have to celebrate. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. Pretty cool. Well, that was a nice way to end it. Yeah, I wanted to cap it with that. That was that was a good way to end it. A very good an way. Up, an uplifting type of story. Absolutely. Always, always love hearing an e-bug getting in. Sure. For Absolutely. Real. But no, Toronto. But I gotta say, Toronto fans are pissed. Well, yeah. Because one of their own Stone, shut them down, stoned them. Yeah. yeah. Ended it. Ended the game. So like, and it happened in Toronto. They're a freaking dumpster fire now, and it's yeah. it's just huh. it's just you know a, such an ironic. They're thing. getting roasted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they couldn't even fucking score against the E-Bug. Are you kidding me? Oof. Well, um, after those first two, I should yeah, say. Yeah. Right. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that, Jeremy. Oh, you're welcome. It was Michael. a nice way to end it, buddy. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? No. Uh, we'd like to hear more feedback. Uh, sure. Uh, we appreciate all the downloads we had in the last couple of weeks. Finally hit 100 on episode one, like we said uh, at the top of the show. Very cool. Very excited about that. Yeah, that's big. Um, that's big. So definitely hit us back up at uh, on Twitter. Uh, again, at, at – um, oh, what the hell was it? Pot- <laughs> Shit, I forget <laughs> it already. Jeremy doesn't know our Twitter. Oh, my God. That's so bad. Okay. I just said it at the top of the well, – you I'll, give the email. I'll yeah, look up the, so <laughs> while Jeremy is trying to figure out what our Twitter handle is, um, if you'd like to email I us, that. you can do that. You can email us at truestorybropod at gmail.com. Um, if you have anything you'd like to uh, discuss with us, any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, feedback is always welcome, like we've said. Feel free to go ahead and fire off fire off an old uh, email, and we will get back to you as soon as possible. Yeah, and hit us up on Twitter. I finally have it pulled up Here now. Thank you very much. And I do. I thought it, I didn't want to fuck it up when I said it live. So, at <laughs> um, pod underscore true on Twitter. Um, you know, I want to start doing more polls and stuff, but I want sure. more interactions on uh, on Twitter before I start doing that so I know people are looking at it. So please hit us up. We want to see some uh, some fandom going on there. Yeah, for real. Let's try and get some activity on that Twitter. We'll start pushing it more. 
Um, okay. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Hold on a second. Whoa, hold on. Shout out Ireland, by the way. Oh yeah, Ireland. Oh my God. We well, how many how many downloads we have in Ireland? Three. Three. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you to those who listened in Ireland. Thank you, Ireland. I have a little Irish descent in me, uh, in my heritage, so I appreciate it. I don't think I do, but I can. I like. I know I have a German last name, but still, I like drinking. Yeah, that huge, counts. Huge. I'm big on Guinness. <laughs> Love Guinness. Oh man. So but, yeah, thank you to all who have listened and uh mostly in Pennsylvania here we you know yeah. all of our friends and stuff who listen. We appreciate think, you guys. I think I looked at the analytics the other day. We had a couple in California, a couple in Iowa. Ohio, is, I think too. Oh, uh, Ohio, Michigan had some. But yeah, mostly here in PA, which is fine. That's our home state. We love that. We love uh, the swing state love too. Sure, yeah. Friends and family want to want to want to bump us in their car on the ride to work. That's awesome. Yeah. So. And hey, re- like I said, reach out. We have stickers, we have uh, window clings if you want to have one, you want to support the podcast that way. Yep. Let us get um, our name out there, get some more listeners. Um, you Absolutely. know, we appreciate anything we can get. Okay. All right. Well, uh tune in next week for episode 4 of the True Story Bro podcast. Oh yeah, we got some good ones coming up for next week too. For sure. Good we'll, stories. We're going to put we're going to get it uh we're going to get the ball rolling here. Um all right everyone, take it easy. Have a good day. Stay classy San Diego. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy.